Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there, and the wrong one died, and the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cat catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another fun episode. You might have seen him on Broadway in this tiny little musical called Hamilton, where he recently played James Madison. But I'm throwing away my shot at that discussion to talk about his performance as Old Deuteronomy at Elon University in college. So welcome, Fergie El Philippe, and thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Listen, this uh, this show is infamously the my favorite show that I did at Elon, so I'm very excited to get to talk about it. <laughs> I love it. So that's so. I guess how many shows did you do at Elon University? Um, well, I mean, I mean, shows overall over 20, but Cats was part of our like main stage program that we put on, I want to say six main stages every year. And I got to do, I think eight of the like main stage shows. And we did Cats in the winter of my senior year. So let's, let's talk, I guess, before we talk about that production, tell Mm -hmm. me about your Cats history. You know, had you seen it before that production? Did you know much about it? I had once seen it. I think I was a junior. I think I had watched it with a group of friends intoxicated because we knew we were going to be doing the show next year. And so So you got the schedule. You're like, we got the schedule. schedule. I got to get ready. I need to do some research. Yeah. So you saw the 1998 movie. We saw the tape. We saw the tape. VHS. The, the, okay. The Even VHS. better. Yes. VHS tape. <laughs> I think my for friend. The, for I think we had gone to like Goodwill earlier in the week and he had found it in the VHS section, which still exists at most Goodwills. And You're um, at a he had major had, university. You couldn't have gone to the public library and grabbed it? They don't they didn't have that. No they, cats. Had, oh. they didn't have cats, which no is cats. probably a, a, a good decision on their part, <laughs> which is probably a good decision on their part. So you had um, never been exposed to it until your junior in college. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the only song that I knew was, I mean, every, I mean, I know the famous, but the Jellicle ball, like I know the Jellicle ball and I knew the opening because when I was in high school, I went to a summer camp, shout out to French Woods Festival, of the performing arts. We had this thing called cabaret troupe. And one year we were doing London and the opening number was like the first 16 bars of cats. <laughs> wow. So that's rare because I'm used to people saying that they knew memory and only memory. Yeah, I kind of knew the memory. Intro. I knew memory like how I just knew memory all alone in the moonlight. That's really about it. And I only knew it because of School of Rock, that like one moment in School of Rock. But I didn't really know. I didn't really know memory like that. Yeah, so you- I. I love that your first interaction with the musical was intoxicated because that's the way I think you should be seeing it. Yeah, I thought it was correct. So what did you like? How did you feel watching it? And then did you even know who Old Deuteronomy was when you when you were watching the the VHS? I knew Ken Page was in it. And that's really all I cared about. I was someone said I didn't want to watch this. That was also something that should be stated. I was very against watching the show for that night. Um, but somebody said, but Fergie, Ken Page is in it. And I said, OK, well, hit play because I love Ken Page. Ken Page is, is one of my, you know, uh, vocal idols. 
Um, but I remember watching it. I think I actually had a very good sense about it because I didn't feel anything like, why am I watching this? What is happening? I was just having a great time. And it was probably because I was intoxicated. I don't think that I took it too seriously. I was just like, there are all these people in unitards dancing very well to some really interesting psychedelic 80s Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, uh, jams. That's, <laughs> that's what we'll call them. Yeah. <laughs> that is, um, I guess, a, a, an interesting introduction to the musical. I mean, you, yeah. know, you know, a little bit of the beginning, you know, a couple bars of memory, but then you just, you know, you're about to audition for it and you're about to do it in college. So you're, you're ready yeah. to go. So I'm ready to go. It was Skimble Shanks that made me be like, oh, I don't, do I, am I really going to, if I get cast, will I hate myself? It was Skimble Shanks <laughs> that really made me understand why people didn't like the show. That was your, your, your hate? You hated Skimble Shanks? I don't hate Skimble Shanks, but it was one of those numbers that I was like, I, how did this get approved? You made it a long rehearsal? way through that musical before you said, wow, how did I this know. get approved? I know. I think I would say that I have a very low, I have a, I have a high tolerance for um, bad musical theater in terms of watching it. And I, I don't think necessarily Cats is a bad musical. Even watching the beginning part of it, I was like, I, I, I can, I can get with this. I can let myself, you know, invest in this. But Skimbleshanks was the moment where I was like, oh, this, this is why people are upset. This is why people have a very active <laughs> anger. <laughs> That is, I, that's, see, I didn't walk out of the, the show. I saw it in 2016 as a revival on Broadway. And oh, okay. then, then I saw it again a year later, almost to the day. And then when I was starting to prepare for this podcast, because, you know, I got suckered into doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was watching them like individually on YouTube, but I was like, I should watch uh-huh. the whole thing. And I ended oh, up watching it on a plane because I was oh able, to, I was able to, to buy and download to watch offline uh, on a plane. I watched it on an iPad on a plane and the whole time I was like, what, what's happening? Like what is happening here again? Cause I wasn't, you know, I wasn't intoxicated, but I, it's, it's, I've got, I've got a lot of opinions on the show, but I want to get to mm-hmm. your, your performance. How, how long was your run? We, I mean, it was, I think six performances over okay. a span so it's about a week. one weekend. No, it was over, over a weekend, weekend. Actually, it was one weekend. We did a show Thursday, a show Friday, two show Saturday, two show Sunday, and then we were done. That's how it went. So what was told to you? Because I've been fascinated by the storyline, the mm-hmm. plot or lack thereof plot. And there's a, a million ways to interpret these characters. And it seems like there are parts that are just like unwritten parts that everyone's told. But in a production like this, it's going to be one weekend. How much did they tell you about Old Deuteronomy? Like, what did they say? This is what you need to know. Here's how you need to embrace it. Did they give you any heads up on like how to take on this role? Yes, no. Yes. <laughs> there was, I remember that there were um, directions in the callbacks, just simple as you are in charge of everyone. In our production, Deuteronomy was basically everyone's father. That was essentially how we kind of played it out. That we okay, would figure out the family father. tree later. We would figure out the tree later, but essentially, Deuteronomy was the all the all madra of fathers for cats. That's a little production. that's a little dark though. Now when you think about it, because it means that you're about to kill one of your kids. It means I'm about to kill one of my kids. That's right. Yeah, it was, uh, we'll get into we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll definitely get into a lot. There were a lot of different choices that we decided to go. Um, this route because it, it should also be stated this production was done right after the 2016 election. Right after the election. So that would have been before. No, the, the, the revival had already been going. The revival had already been going. Yes. But yeah. we, we had managed to get the rights right before they cut off any uh, school production. So we were the only outside production doing cats next to the, the cruise time. ship. Yeah. At the time. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so your one weekend that you, know, one if you weekend. couldn't see it on on Broadway, it was 
you came down to Elon, North Carolina yeah. <laughs> and you you come you came and see the seen these college kids do some cats. Um, but I I only remembered as far as the director, her name's Lynn Fermato. God bless that woman. She she and I had a great relationship. We had worked together on a few shows at, at Elon, and she was very good that she she always artistically trusted me in whatever show that I did with her. So there wasn't necessarily a lot of conversation always. But the one thing that she said to me after rehearsal once is you're playing him like a great Shakespeare king. And that's the that's the direction I want you to keep going in. And that was basically it. That was kind of the only direction that I had. So Shakespeare King, dad of everybody and and nothing else. Did they tell any other line like for other characters? What other family trees relationships did you establish as truth? So once we essentially once we. Uh, gotten to rehearsals, the way that we established the treat. And I cannot remember if we made it in rehearsal with everybody else or if we just, uh, as a cast, did it. I had many, many conversations with cast members, like different cast members about the specificities of relationships. So all I knew is that I had a set of children that involved Monkustrap, Rum Tum, um, I think Coricopat. Nope, not Coricopat. And potentially Mistopheles. Mistopheles. There we go. That's who I'm looking for. So my main three, like my main three, like oldest children were Mistopheles, Rumtum, and Monkustrap. Um, other children included Demeter and um Bombayarina. Uh, what about McCavity? McCavity was my son. McCavity was our son who went uh, who went astray and okay. fell, off the path, fell off the beaten path. Uh, Jenny, any dots? We originally it was my best friend Jesse. We originally decided we were exes, and then she got the memo that we were that everyone was my child, and she said, "I'm very sorry. I did not mean to turn this into an incestuous cat relationship. That's not what I was going so for." She could be mom. There's she could be mom. But I think she, she's mom. <laughs> I think she, I think she, so this is how it differs with us. We, uh, she decided to bow out and I think she, uh, she might've even said sister or something. I can't remember how that went, but essentially our, our overall dynamic was that Grizzy was mom. Wow. Grizzy was everyone's I've mom. I heard that. Yes. I was do. I, I was father. Grizzy was mom. Grizzy left us to start another cat litter. And now and you when, come back and murder your ex-wife. <laughs> I think your production is dark. This Our production, production is, is was very so, scandalous. Was so dark. It was so it was amazing. I was so I was so here for it. But it was I think the day we we all decided that Grizzy was mom, there was so much the the moment after the Jellicle ball when she comes back and it's right before the the first memory before the intermission the first time we ran that sequence there was such hatred in the room and i wish i was joking but it was kind of the first time that all of us truly emotionally connected <laughs> to what we were portraying well, yeah. because we really were like wow this is a this is a very different turn that we're making with these cats, but I, I think we like it. And um, yeah, so that was our family tree, essentially. So there is the Grizabel Old Deuteronomy are together rumor. Yes. But I've just had yeah. trouble with that one because I have trouble with him then picking her to win. Oh yeah. Our production was also problematic because Old Deuteronomy was kind of uh, a blinded idiot in terms of picking uh grizabella we made it very clear that i don't want to answer a question too early but then i'll just say this there was one cat that we as a cast decided should have gone and then and then uh deuteronomy picks grizabella and there was a moment where everyone is like uh you sure and then the naming of cats is how i convinced everyone so i'm assuming that's gus Yes, we all we all fully decided that Gus should have gone 
uh, to the heavy side later. So, this is usually my last question, but we're just going to flip the script today. Great. Amazing. Do you think it should be Gus? <laughs> me as a person. For as me. a person, yes. Absolutely. So Grizzabella you're a team Gus. Not deserve. <laughs> but you as, you know, you, you're not going to sit here and try to change a show no. that's been around for 40 plus years. So you just no. were like, all right, we're just going to stick with it. And here's I was like, I guess, sing your song. I guess we're not, yeah, exactly. I was like, I guess we're not going to try to do daring theater. We're going to sit here and do <laughs> the same old thing that we've been doing for years. Um, but no, I Gus fully, Gus should go. He has the most logical explanation. <laughs> When you break down everything about this show, there's there's almost the only argument I've heard against it was mm-hmm. from Christopher Gurr who played Gus okay. um, in the 16 revival. And he said that he didn't think he had another life to live. So he thought if he died, it would be over. And I kept thinking that's the, that's just him telling himself so he doesn't get angry. So he doesn't get angry. the week that he's not there. there. We go. <laughs> but that's like the only thing I can think about is that like maybe – because otherwise, I'm with you. I don't know how you don't pick pick him. Um, and that's not the angle I've taken, but that's yeah. But that's the one that makes the most sense to to me and, and most people. Yes, I felt like there was another person that in my mind I was like, they also could, I couldn't remember who the next person was. Maybe it was Jelly. I don't think it was Jelly. It's probably but there Jenny. was another. It's usually Jenny. Jenny. Jenny is the next person. I could see Jenny. We didn't make Jenny that much older in ours. Jenny was okay, pretty. So that's that's why she's generally was pretty pay. young in ours. Yeah, that makes sense. It's usually the because there's like three tiers of cat ages, right? In, in the exactly. production, and so it's usually pretty much goes in that tier. Grizabella, Gus, Jenny, I think Jelly, maybe Bustifer, but no one really argues for him. No one argues, and then it goes Jeff. down to the next tier, and it's like. Bomb, Tugger, Mistopheles, Monk's Trap. And mm-hmm. then it's like the last year where it's Victoria and Alonzo yeah. and all those like the kittens where it's like they the don't kittens. even, yeah, they don't have any, any argument. They know nothing. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, there's a lot of ways to, to yeah. angle that. So I'm glad that you're okay. So your team got, so you're with me that the wrong cat dies. Oh, 100%. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that happened in the 2016 revival that, and again, this is like my only frame of reference, is that mm-hmm. in an intermission, Old Deuteronomy sits on stage the entire time. Did you have to do that? No. No. Okay. I was quite vocal since day one. Did they try to make you do that? They asked me and I was, I said, absolutely not. I'm glad you did. I I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to go backstage and get a intermission. But also what should be noted is that conceptually our old Deuteronomy was very different from how we, from how he's usually played, uh, you like the Ken Page version slash the Quentin Earl Darrington version. I call that the mop. That's like the mop Deuteronomy, um, how he's conceptualized. But ours was very Silver Fox, very like almost Morgan Freeman esque. Like we made him. He's he's older, but he could still kick some ass if he needed to. You know what I'm saying? Like he he still has got you, the ability to go off. So you probably should have fought McCavity in that scene. Like he didn't get Absolutely. kidnapped. You Absolutely. You like you would have handled business if you needed I to. I would have handled some business. Well, I think that's what made some of the the McCavity stuff that's where we I remember as a production were kind of trumped because there were a lot of moments where um Deuteronomy would have like the ability, like if there was ever the first couple of times, you know, we think McCavity is around. Usually it's just Monkustrap and Rumtum and Mistopheles handling business. But in our production, it was just me and Monkustrap. So, okay. So they weren't even the other two, the two potential lovers were. The two potential were, lovers were backstage doing the thing. Backstage. Yeah, they were backstage handling the masses while me me and Monkustrap, my oldest son, we handled everything. We made sure everything was good. Um, so the kidnapping was definitely one of those like we just have to we just have it's plot, so we can't we can't cut it. We have to put yeah, it. You gotta bring it back in. We just gotta make it happen. Did you do Growl Tiger and Griddlebone? We cut it. Cut it. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. not in the 16 revival, or at least I don't, nope. I don't remember yeah. it, if it was. And right. it was like no, weirdly it was added to the new movie. 
Yes. I still have to see the new movie. I'm, I'm waiting for the right time. I don't know if that time will ever come, but I will watch it sometimes. <laughs> you I need know to watch it in a similar state to when you watch the 1998 movie. This is exactly my recommendation. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and you'll, I feel like since you've been in it, you'll get more of an appreciation than what comes from it. There are some artistic choices that might not have worked. Sure. But overall, it's Cats with a little bit more plot and an extra song. You know, it's like, it's really, it really is still cats. And so I, it's like, it gets a lot of hate because it's, I think just like the musical, it's easy to poke fun at. 100%. And the movie was even easier to poke fun at because there were a lot (laughs) of, a lot of artistic, artistic choices and errors. Yeah, man. Um, Ripping, ripping skin off. That's just, uh, you know, that's a real, that's a real daring choice to make someone rip off their fur. You know, there were just some editing pieces in the very first week, too, where there was just like a guy in a hoodie that wasn't like forgot that he was supposed to be not in that shot. And it's like probably like some sound engineer or something like some you know, some guy doing something staging and then all of a sudden they start doing it. And it's like, oh, no, he's still there. I also heard there is a, a butthole edit. If butthole that's edit. Not, yeah, yeah, there's um, that got some traction with what was it? Um Seth Rogen, I think somebody yes. like really went after it. Seth Rogen. And there is a, a cut of that. There's there's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber kind of stepped away and kind of backed out of being involved. Uh, <laughs> Jason Derulo said that he thought it was going to change the world. So like there's there's a lot. I just think like kudos to all those people for getting paid. Like you I'm know, pro- they, yeah, they made some truly. money. They, they, the the movie yeah, didn't, sure. but all the actors did. And actors got, hey, listen, the actor, the uh, Andy Blankenbuehler, he got his check, yep. and you know they were all good to go. And I think it's going to make some money in the in its longer life. Oh, I think Universal has known exactly how this is going to go. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's also let's talk about some other old Deuteronomy questions and rumors. Did yeah, you yeah, yeah. think you even had a chance to be picked? For the heavy side layer. Oh, that old dude gets to go. No, yeah. no, 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 absolutely not. Like you don't even think you're in the running. I think the the complicated thing with old dude's position of being sent to the heavy side layer is that he, because he's the one who picks it, he would have to dethrone himself. Uh from the from the litter, he would have to dethrone himself as litter. So I believe that. When he hands the crown over to Monkustrap to officially yeah, take done. over, he's done. And then, you know, it's up to Monkustrap whether or not he sends his father to the heavy side layer. And that's a whole other musical. That is Cats, Cats 2. You know, I've, cats I've heard a lot two. of variation of Cats 2 already on this podcast. <laughs> that is so I, I kind of agree. I just didn't think it's that he has a chance, but I think it's an interesting question of like, why not? Why not? Yeah, it's it's true. And it's also it then goes into the question of whether or not is is Deuteronomy uh, uh, aligned with godliness? Like th- th- there has to be that conversation, especially since he has a biblical name. Like there's just one of those things because that's also not really established whether or not Deuteronomy is like a genuine like figure amongst these cats or if he is like a representative from the heavy side layer that has been sent to Earth in cat form to pick <laughs> and, and is the heavyside layer actually a place or is it a reborn? Which or is, is another, it a reborn? Yeah, another piece that's kind of argued. I never thought about that. Because yeah, yeah. there's a rumor, and I don't remember where I heard this originally. It was some you know video is that there was a place in the Winter Garden Theater or there was a place like in the attic or in the, the balcony or somewhere up there that they kind of called the heavyside layer. And it was just a place up in the theater. And so I think I think it might have even been Ken Page or somebody was talking about how there's some story behind that. Wow. I could be totally making that up too. I don't know. But that that's is, like I remember vaguely hearing that. That's hilarious. And I so hope that's true. There's a lot of pieces to that. And like I asked, yeah. I, I made up one that I know is not correct, but I think is fun. <laughs> Please tell is me. there is a 2016 cat that's called Peter. 
that is played uh-huh. by Gus in the Bustifer track, and it's just basically the, the name of a cat that dances in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's a totally worthless character. And it's always been my, like, why does it even exist? Especially with all mm-hmm. these crazy names. Why is Peter just thrown out there? Right. So I'm thinking maybe, because he's only in that first dance, that maybe he's St. Peter. And he's <laughs> down there to kind of, like, scope things out. And he actually is managing the heavyset layer. And that's why he only dances the first number, because then he's got to go up to greet Grizabella when she gets up. there. <laughs> he, he comes down. He does a little jig. Yeah, and make sure like, everything's okay, okay gets everything All started. Right. Everyone's good. I got to go back, guys. Yeah, this has been great. in charge. <laughs> Our rep is there to pick, to, to vote yeah, and choose. Exactly. I can go back up and, and we'll go be back. back. And, and then there's also a rumor. There's a rumor that makes this a step further is that there's a baby Grizz in some of the opening numbers, which, again, I don't know if there's a lot of truth to that, but it's just I think they need bodies in the opening number a lot of times. So and one is called Baby Grizz, and I'm like, maybe – Peter hey, and Baby Grizz are down there. Peter and Baby Grizz are down there. Foreshadowing. Whoa, whoa. You know what? I would buy that theory. I actually would very much buy a reincarnation theory. I think that would be a very, very... Re- that would be a relatable nine-cat life. Yeah, I have no, uh, I have no way to verify it because Andrew Weber ignores all of my DMs. Oh, <laughs> all your where media I, requests. Where, where I want to ask him about this. <laughs> So I have no idea to verify if that's just overthinking. I'm pretty sure the beauty of cats is is that there is no answer to 99% of the questions. It's just cats dancing and singing, and then that's it. You figure out the rest. Yeah, you solve the problem. And they tried in the movie to put some like storyline in there, and we all know what happened. So it's like they should just go back to not telling anybody anything that's happening and see what they come up with. Exactly. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So let's talk about a couple other parts of the, the, the musical I know that you have strong opinions on. So I think you mentioned mm-hmm. the moments of happiness. Yeah, we got to talk about that. So what are your thoughts? Like, what do you, what, what bothers you about it? I wish I had thoughts. I don't know what that song means. Oh, me I, and I, I performed it and I, it was upsetting because when we blocked it, the director said, Fergie, you know, let's just talk. And the, the, the weird for me, I don't, I didn't see the 2016 revival, but in our production, they had every, all the cats come back out on stage and I sang the moments of happiness to everyone. And so I'm, I'm singing this song and she just goes, so what does it mean? You know, you're an actor who does research. Tell me what you researched about this song. And I was like, oh, I did. Apparently I, uh, and I don't know what I said for sure. Pulled it out of my ass. And it was something about positivity and happiness in the afterlife. And everyone thought, I was being profound and that I was saying good things that I truly thought about. And I, I could, and the worst part is I couldn't remember what I had BS'd for the future. So when I would go to perform it again, I still was just like rattling off who knows what. And the only direction that I remember getting was, I can't even remember the lyrics. That last line, the last line that he sings before um, the memory reprise comes in. He has one line and all she said was, I want you to just like flick off the line. Like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's that, maybe it's not. 
which I remember saying to myself, doesn't that negate the seriousness that apparently is required of this entire song that I still don't know the meaning of? Um, and so I think it didn't bother me in the show, but my friend Daniel, who played McCavity in that 2016 production, I... Um, I asked him one day, I was like, oh yeah, what, what did you guys do when it came to the moments of happiness? He said, oh, we, we have no idea. <laughs> and I said, you're kidding. He goes, no, we truly like, we, I'm sure Q had something in his mind, but none of us knew whatever was happening during that song. Yeah, And, I, it's, and I, <laughs> I, just I don't wondered, know where like, to place it. Does I guess anyone know? I don't does think. anyone know what that song's about? I'm sure someone, I'm sure you know, a couple people, Andrew. but yeah, Andrew, Andrew Rivers <laughs> thought through it. Maybe I don't know. I'm at this point. I'm not sure. I assume he's thought through any of it either. Any of it. He just hashed it out and then sent it in. Yeah, it is. An, it's an interesting place. It's an interesting kind of piece. Part of me wonders too. Is like, does it just give you a chance to belt a little bit at that point? And like, maybe that was. We're Which not, I'm like, that's great. We're not utilizing this character enough. Let's give him a you know a couple lines here to solo, and then let's. Let's move on. Right. And then let's move on. Because I think right after that, it goes into... Um, doesn't it go into Gus right after that? I think... I don't know. I You're over... I've not seen this full through all full that many through. times. I've seen like <laughs> bits and pieces over and over again. But he said, I made you like, watch don't, through. I think I know. Well, and so my my whole my whole argument has been I, I don't know that much about Broadway uh, in general. Like, oh, I just, okay. I'm, a, I'm a fan, but I I could tell you. I you can see here. I'm wearing I'm wearing Pacer stuff. I got Indiana University right. behind me. I got sports stuff all over here. This, <laughs> that's what I know. Uh huh. And but I I do also appreciate like writing and so when mm. i saw this i was like there's no someone someone jacked up this writing <laughs> and that was where all of my kind of like humor around it and kind of poking fun at it came from and then when we started doing this i'm still like i couldn't tell you the first thing about any of the dance numbers and the singing i can't sing i can't dance i can't tell you any of this stuff and so i what i do know is that how i interpreted what i witnessed and how i would rewrite some of these things and that's mm -hmm. about it and so when you get to like the moments of happiness or stuff that's not related to any of like the, the characters to where I think it's related to them, their performance to, to be considered, I'm just like, mm -hmm. yeah, the Jellicle Ball, it's an orgy. What, what else do you need to know? Like, I don't know what else. Precisely. Is, I don't really understand the point of the rest of it besides it's an orgy. Yep. Whereas like I interpreted this as a musical competition. And so when they're not, when a cat's not giving their performance as their audition for mm -hmm. dying, the rest of it is just like filler on a on a competition show. You know, it's like the the little Correct. pre pre uh, story about them. Like you get a little early Grizabella where they're going to talk about her girl, her rough uh -huh. life before she does her performance. You know, and that's how I look at this whole thing. And so all this the the joke of all the moments of happiness. It's just like Terry Crews on America's Got Talent, kind of like doing some filler in between. That's exactly it. It just seems like a themed dance concert. That's really, and when I say like not necessarily through lined, but themed, like yes. this, this year's dance concert is Cats, and yep. that's exactly what I think the musical is. Yeah, it's your it's your chance to to try to win, give your best effort. Feel free to do it with a partner if you want. You know, like you can, <laughs> and everyone kind of numbers are welcome. Yeah, 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 and that's Absolutely. it. There's no we'll more to cats. it. See you at the end. And then the wrong, you know, and in that case, I don't even think Gus is the choice. I think Gus is a choice if you angle it from like, he's older, he's deserving, he's one. I think you, you pair a couple of the, the younger cats who have some great performances and send them up. Mungo Jerry and Rumpel Teaser. If it's just based on talent and skill alone, they, they win. So that that's, was that's hands down when I left the first time I saw it, the only mm -hmm. thing stuck in my head was that song. <laughs> Mungo Jerry and Rumpel Teaser. Couldn't stop thinking about it. The whole dance number was like incredible that these two were able to dance and sing that number, like do that yeah. entire performance in like in sync together and then sing. Right. But I, I picked Tugger and Mustafa's together. I want to pair those two. Those are two oh, of I think, okay. the most entertaining numbers in the musical. Yes. Um, they're showstoppers, both of them, uh, like early mm -hmm. and late. And mm -hmm. that's, that's who I'm picking. 
Our Tugger was the drag queen. Okay, not the rock star. So drag queen, no, not rock star. A, it was a it was a Beyonce inspired drag queen. Um, because our Tugger Austin Henderson, who's a brilliant singer, uh, Beyonce is his biggest inspiration. He um he really, I mean, he walked into that rehearsal and saw his uh, character design, and he was like, "Wow, that wig is is really luscious." And they were like, "Oh, that's right. We're gonna we're gonna make it a." Uh, a, not a good old like Beyonce drag queen. I don't believe we said transgendered. I think we we specifically were on drag queen. Um, and and that's the route we went. And hey, he killed it. I, I was gonna say cool. I like that. You can that kind of still keeps it the persona of like this like confident and Deeper. yeah, and just like owns that like that character. It was the before in London before they they brought it back to mm-hmm. New York. They did some like hip-hop yeah yeah, rapping street cat and they changed the song i was like that to me misses but i could the transgender like a drag queen version it it i think would be great yeah it was a hit i mean and and they put like you know like pop dance moves like i i was skeptical i'm not even gonna lie but i mean it worked it was so good and he did a great job um yeah we had a great time with that did you what other changes did you make um, so got, the Pete and you've the got Paul Morgan Paul. Freeman, old Deuteronomy. You've got Beyonce oh, Tugger. It was really political. We had the Peaks and the Pollicles be the Republicans and the Democrats, straight up. Like we were not shy about it. It was the elephants and the donkeys, and they were dog toys. They were. We made like dog toys. Um, right, and, you said and right after whole, the election. Right. Like, I mean, it got even more direct. We had a whole we had a subplot that McCavity was at not that McCavity was a a secret agent for Trump cat. We are the president of the cats was a Trump cat. And McCavity would took me originally because uh, Trump cat was going to deport all of us. Uh, we had a whole giant newspaper with a picture of Trump cat on it and everything. It was wild. That is that is a different version than what I saw in 2016. Yeah, man. It was definitely, it was new. It was different. We were very interested by it. Um, it fits my reality TV narrative. Yeah, it kind of was. We definitely kind of played to that. Oh, we also definitely made Mistopheles gay. Like we made that very clear uh, during his number. Um, I feel like 90% of the numbers of versions of Mustafa's I've ever seen are play that up are like, Hey, he's gay. Just so you know, I think that's kind of the direction we pulled out like a rainbow flag and decide we, we made a whole thing of it. So it was, um, it was very progressive. It was a very, let's make this as, as progressive a cat as we can. Um, which was fun, fun way to like take a show that's been around for a long time and give it not like major to where you're going to anger the true fans, but give it just enough to like still have like some personal, yeah, some personality from your your cast too. Well, that was kind of the crazy thing is that when obviously when they announced that we were going to be doing cats next year, like none of us were excited, all (laughs) of us were quite (laughs) upset. But about a week into rehearsal we realized this was going to be the most fun show we ever had the, the, the chance to do. And it was, it, we had such a fun time doing the show. It was so, uh, and we were, we all committed so much. That was the biggest part is that all of us truly did our best to commit to the, to the full scope of being a cat. We had many days talking about, cat posture cat technique and all these different and we were we were dead serious about it we kept each other honest with it and we had a great time we really did i loved it that was my favorite show i did at elon that's not even a joke i really had such a fun time doing it that's that's so fun and i think you have to commit when you're doing it you gotta you gotta go all in so before i do my rapid fire um, yeah. I want to ask one more. Where do you think, because I know you you had opinions on this, where do you think Grizabella goes when she leaves? You said to another litter? <laughs> another litter? Is that what you said? I thought that's what you said already. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was like. In, in, no, and just in like, yeah, or just now. Just now. Oh, 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 I see what you mean. Yeah, when she leaves the family, she goes to start another litter. Like she, 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 she goes to start another family. She cheats on me. 
and has a whole other cat family um, and then tries to come back because she realizes it was wrong. So she and that's that's the messiness of Grizzy in our story, because then because then she leaves the family she created to come back to her OG family. And we're like, no. And then you please. reward her. Then I reward her by letting her go to the heavy side. Like yeah. she apologized. Her memory is her apology. So I think 2000, I think she's like, Grizabella is, I don't know what the year was. I was I'm drawing a blank now, but she was the shaved head Brittany. And like, <laughs> she, that's what happened. She, she yeah. was like, she kind of did, she, something went off the rail. She was, you know, she was the star, the superstar yeah. had everything. Right. Something went off the rails. So she kind of disappeared. She kind of left. Mm-hmm. There was some problems, you know, whether it's drugs or whatever it was. And then this was her, like she got her life back in order. And that's why she comes back. And right. I think she comes back the first time, not back in order. You know, it was like the, right. Probably like that first Vegas show when it was like stuff wasn't really back together. <laughs> But like we're gonna do it anyways, and then it's like now, now we're back, and that's like when she belts memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I think that's a. Gr- I think that's one hundred percent correct. But your your group took such a such a an intense look at this. You like said, hey, she's gonna go go have a second family, and then she's gonna ditch that family and come back. We so, were like, what will social workers see and go? Yes, I yeah. love this show and that was the plot we ended up <laughs> yeah like a lot of true crime like we can make this the true crime podcast here true crime where, cats podcast. yeah you have a, a, a husband killing a wife you have a disappearing family you got a lot going on got a lot going on i don't think dysfunctional is the correct word but it's it's a lot there's a, there's a lot of stuff to figure out yeah in one weekend in, in one, one long weekend, weekend. <laughs> in the middle of Elon, North Carolina, you've got to yeah, solve yeah, yeah. all of the world's problems there. All right, let's do some a couple rapid fire, and I have mm-hmm. I've thought through a lot of these, so I'm happy to kind of talk talk through them with you. So, if you were not going to be old Deuteronomy, what other cat would you want to play? Um, I honestly would have loved to have done Monkey Strap narrator other you just yeah, want to be second yeah. if you're not first in charge you want to be second in charge i want to be second in charge i still yeah, want to be in charge um i also would have loved i think buster for jones is hilarious but then you, gotta gus, gotta gus, and then you gotta do gus and then you gotta do and i gotta do gus peter. and peter and P- saint peter which i would have done i i would have liked to have done like a a, a multi-track that would have been fun i yeah. think i would have had a good time with that um for sure what is your favorite and least favorite cat and it can be from your production, not person, but the actual cat. <laughs> my my favorite cat is Jelly Lorem. I Jelly love Lorem. Jelly Lorem. I, I think she's just so sweet. And I love I love what, what Jelly Lorem was in our production. Like, I mean, she's usually Gus's caretaker, but Jelly Lorem was kind of just like everyone's like mother figure. Like she was just a very sweet, um, very kind she, person. She gives uh, up her cat. chance to perform, which is like super which I think like is just so giving and amazing. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Um, and then my least favorite cat. I don't like Corico Pat and what's the other one? Alonzo. Yeah. The other, I don't. The young brothers basically. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why the are y'all brothers. here? Well, the kitten brothers. Alonzo does in a lot of cases dances like both of those them dance potentially with Victoria during her like coming of age. Oh, uh, so that's it. I really also think he just like they made up characters and names because they were like they want to do in the beginning and ending a lot of cats on stage, and so it's just like well, we need some ensemble characters to just oh, to do maybe it. Maybe I'm saying the wrong cat because now I'm thinking Alonzo. Our Alonzo was definitely Victoria's partner. And that, if that's the cat that I'm thinking of, that's a different cat. And I actually don't have a problem with this cat. Maybe it's not Coricopat, but there's two, there's like two kittens. So there are a couple of sisters. There's Syllabob and um, Tantamile and a couple others. We're starting to get, we're starting we to, get to the ones that are insignificant to insignificant. my arguments. I, I know very little about yeah. them. I couldn't, I've, I've always joked, if you put Alonzo in a line of all the cats. I couldn't tell you which one was which. I couldn't tell you which one was which. Uh, Syllabub was, our, was the one who would sing the memory reprise. Yes. 
that so I love Silva. It's Tantamile. That's who it is. So I think that's a twin with Corpcat, maybe. I don't know. There's yes, a lot. I think, I think that's what it is. Coracopat and Tantamile, both of them. I useless. What was your favorite song? Um, funny enough, like performing. What was my favorite? Skimble Shanks. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, perform, the, part, like the part that I remember that, very vividly being turned like, you on the movie that I was like, this is your not favorite it. One. But it was actually the one I had the most fun performing. And it was also because I just sat on the steps and watched everybody. <laughs> so you just dance. got to watch them do it. I just got to watch them do it while I clapped. That was, I love doing that. Yeah. Um, I also love the Jellicle ball. I love the Jellicle ball. I think it's actually such a fun number. I love it musically. And I, I, loved what we were able to do with it and our our production old dude got to dance a lot in it so i had a lot of fun doing that oh uh, that's cool that's that's not usually brought up that much and then it is kind of weird when you're just like yeah i love the orgy the orgy was yeah. my favorite <laughs> part of this musical <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 okay if alexander hamilton and james madison were cats oh lord okay who would they be james madison would be gus that's for sure. Uh, and then Alexander Hamilton. You know, that's actually really funny because he would either be he would either be McCavity or Monkustrap. <laughs> so I, I think yeah, that, that may, I, I get it. I get it. I had Ham or uh, Madison as Either Gus or Old Deuteronomy. I just thought like Father of the Constitution's yeah. got to be one of the old guys, one hundred percent, right there. But I had Hamilton as Monkish Trap because like with him yeah. being with like everything he did with the Treasury, I figured if any cat is handling the money, it's, it's Monkish Trap. Trap. Yeah, you're right. I got that. I'll definitely take that. But I can see where. What's your McCavity argument? My McCavity argument is that he will do whatever it takes to just get what he wants. It also depends on like, as a cat, what does Hamilton want to accomplish? Because if, if Hamilton is just being Hamilton, you know, his, he has so many different avenues, but when you make Hamilton a cat that automatically limits what his purposes in life come to be. <laughs> and so if it comes from a purely survival mode, I feel like <laughs> I feel like McCavity is a very liable option if it's just survival, especially from when after he gets off the island. Yeah, he'll he'll break every every law yeah. possible to make yeah. it happen. Just, just I, to make it happen. I get it. And then last one, if you were quarantining with a cat, which one would you want to quarantine with? Oh, if I was quarantining with a cat, who would I quarantine with? Oh yeah, my which god. Which personality that's... is gonna be best for you? Um, probably jelly. <laughs> probably, I need a calm presence. Yeah, it would probably it would probably be jelly. I think you're one of the first people that said jelly, but your like your reasoning makes a ton of sense. Yeah, just like just like calm, just like nice and calm. Has anyone said Demeter or Bombi? Um, not that I can think of. Oh uh, well, I think somebody might have said it in terms of who they would want to play, but it was like, they're also their best friend, like in the production with them. Oh, I see. I so I see. think it was a little skewed. A lot of the answers okay. are, um, Mistopheles. just <laughs> high energy, magic, be fun. That's too much. I can't do that in, <laughs> in close quarters. That would drive me crazy. Well, kill who, who knows what you're quarantining with? You could be in a mansion like that, which is why I've That's... argued Bustifer. Cause you're going to eat well, oh, probably going to have a lot of money, well. probably going to have a lot of space. You're actually very – that's a good – that's an astute observation. I absolutely never would have considered Bustifer. Everyone's always thinking one. about I, – I, every time I talk to Broadway, it's like you're in your New York apartment. You're like, where would I want to hang with this that's person? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and as I've been quarantining part of the time not in New York, I'm like, you know, there's there's some space out here outside of Manhattan. <laughs> like we could, we could have right. some fun with some of these other guys. Fun out here. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. So we've already answered the most important question, which is your team Gus. Yeah. So right, team Gus. My right. my last question is just always how do we, you know, how do we get in touch with you? What else are you working on? Um, social media handles, like how can people find you? 
Oh man, I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at Fergsters95, which is F E R G S T E R S 95. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as what I'm working on, you know, I'm I'm mostly just uh, trying to get through the days and doing a lot of writing. Uh, I do, uh, in addition to being actor, writer, director, I'm also a puppeteer. I do puppet stuff. Uh, I'm just now kind of starting to use social media to get some of my puppet stuff out there as I start to conceptualize a little bit more uh, and, and produce some more content for stuff. But hopefully within the next year or so, I'll be able to have um, a place where people can see all of my puppet stuff. But um yeah, man, just right now, I'm just kind of waiting things out and just doing my best to get through the days. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, come follow me and, and come be foolish with me on social media. I use social media for foolishness pretty much. That's what it should be. It should be for fun. For fun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, we're not influenced. I'm not influencing anybody with some, you know, some content here. So it should all be a good time. <laughs> right, Exactly. Awesome. Oh well, God. thank you so much for, for joining me and, and being an amazing guest. It was so fun to hear about your, I mean, your production. God, what a, I wish I could have seen it. What a ride. Cause it would have been, <laughs> it was an experience. I hope someone bootlegged it. Someone's yeah. in there in the audience. Bootlegged I'm sure it's copy. out there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Awesome. And if I find it, I got you. Yeah, if you find it, send it my way. That would be yeah. uh, my next plane ride. I'll, I'll boot it up to my <laughs> iPad and I'll have equally amount of people staring at me being like, why is this guy watching cats? What is he doing? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for having me, man. I had a great time. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to this episode with Fergie L. Philippe on The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wrong Cat Died, or check out our website, thewrongcatdied.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.